0: It is the day of game three in the championship series. Plenty to talk about on NBL today. We talk about who's got the edge in the series so far. Could we see a change to the Sydney Kings starting lineup at a big man from New Zealand who just hasn't found his way into the series so far. We picked the brain of Adam Gibson on that one. A change in the CEO position coming up at the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, And the Adelaide Mitch McCarran scenario, is the jam already out of the donut? We talk about that and a whole lot more on NBL today. It is Friday, March the 10th, and you know what that means. It it is game day. Game three in the Championship Series tonight at Kudos Bank Arena, and we might just see an attendance record fall. Keep your eyes on that one. North of 17,000 expected at the queue. It's going to be a massive night. I'm Jack Heverett. As always, great
1: to be alongside the 400-gamer Adam Gibson. Gibbo, massive night tonight, my friend. Well, it is. And what an incredible thing by the Sydney Kings, 17,000 people at their venue. If they can get that number, that'd be incredible. But looking forward to game game three. It's been a while since game two. So, you know that everyone's up and about and, and we love game day. I want to ask you the
0: same question that I asked Damon Lowry yesterday, and he was pretty strong in his answer on NBL today.
1: Who's got the psychological edge going into game three? Well, typically you'd say whoever won the last game, which is the Sydney Kings. You know, great performance. They had down on players, tough, gritty, found a way to win on the road. Back home in front of that big crowd we just mentioned, you would think the Sydney Kings. But with these two teams, it seems to be the away team that just keeps getting wins. So you could give it to either side. The breakers, I think, won't dish up the performance they did in, in game two, and they'll come out firing in game three.
0: For the Sydney Kings, there's been a, a discussion, I guess, or an idea floated in, in News Corp today. Matt Logan, Mick Randall wrote an article on the series so far and some of the key talking points. One of the key talking points was that Tim Suarez, Geordie Hunter, big man in the middle role. Now, I, I don't think it's any great secret that Tim Suarez has struggled to find his way into the series so far. Meanwhile, Hunter Hunter's balling out 15 points in game one and helped change the game for Sydney in the third quarter in that first game, and then had a career-high
1: 10 rebounds in Game 2. Would you make a change? Yeah, I would. Jordy Hunter is a starter in this league, no question about it. He he had that season-ending injury. didn't play the whole last shooting, so I understand why he's not. Uh, But but his numbers have shown what he brings to their team. It's so much more than uh, Suarez. Now, the thing with Suarez, he opens the floor up. He's a knockdown three-point shooter, so whether he's making shots or not, you still have to respect him. You still have to guard him out there. So that's the only difference is he does still stretch the floor, even though he hasn't had a great series. He's a he's a, he's a, a target, a threat out there. So I don't. I, I think they could for sure. Jordy Hunt has blown out, like you said. Uh, I think he, that would be a great change and give them a bit of spark and a bit of life for game three. I
0: think the biggest unknown coming into tonight, Gibo, is what do we see and how much do we see
1: of Xavier Cooks and Derek Walton Jr.? Well, this is a question I don't have an answer for you. I wish, I wish we had some intel from the Kings. They've done a great job of keeping in the house, and no doubt at some point we'll know whether they're playing. I think they'll both suit up for sure, like we've seen in New Zealand. Uh, for me, I think Cooks, Cooks will play. It's been another almost a week since Game Two. You know, I think that's extra time for that cork or whatever that injury wants for him to to be able to get over. I see Cooks playing for sure. Walton Jr. We just haven't heard anything in such a strange injury that we don't know the extent of that. So, for me, Cooks plays. I think he'll he'll have a, a great game in Game Three. What about Derek Pardon
0: from a Breakers perspective? Had nine points but only one rebound in Game One, which was a tip in, and then in Game Two certainly had a, a better game. Eleven point, eleven rebounds. I should say six points and had four blocks as well. How important is he for the back end of this series?
1: Well, he's huge and he has been the whole season. He scores and puts up numbers without needing the ball, without needing plays called. And for someone who's played so well throughout the season, he won't have three average games from his standards. I've seen him coming with more energy, more effort. I've seen him blocking more shots. You know, Sydney haven't really got into the paint when he's been on the floor. So, yeah, you know, I'd definitely look for him to step up, but he has been quiet and... And if they're going to win a championship, he has to produce bigger numbers.
0: So as you said, then he's not the sort of guy that they draw up plays for, and he's not the sort of guy that they'll roll the ball in with his back to the basket. But to get him involved in the game early, would you look at something like that, a couple
1: of plays for him? Yeah, I would. And the Kings, they've been doubling Brantley in the post when he's caught the ball. Maybe run that for pardon, give him some touches, let him make a few passes, and he can get involved. Kings have then being in rotation, and then he can get tippings because he's around the hoop. I would run him some plays for sure. You know, the Kings have done a great job in Will McDowell-White, and that connection from McDowell-White to that has been big throughout the season. The pick-and-roll action, the Kings don't, don't allow their bigs to score. So that's why he's been quiet. They drop off and let the point guards make plays. So there's probably a reason why he hasn't been as dominant because he hasn't had much of the ball. So it's whether whether the breakers can put him in pick and rolls, get him rolling to the hoop and finishing with some dunks.
0: Let's get to the Jack Jumpers announcement yesterday that their CEO, their inaugural CEO, Simon Brookhouse, has resigned and will step away from the club. It's been a, a really great tenure from Simon. Not an easy thing to do to take a start up club and build and, and build the way that they have. It's a really interesting
1: position now, Gibbo, for whoever comes in next. Yeah, it is. Well, first of all, shout out to Simon. What can only imagine one being a GMM club that's up and about already. It's been around for 30, 20, 30 years, but to come in and take and help start up a new franchise, I can only imagine how much work and stress um, and effort that's taken for him in the last, you know, two or three years to get that happening. So awesome job by him to get them to the position they're in. Him and his team, no doubt, it's been a super stressful situation. He's ready to move on, but but what a job to come in and take over. Talking about the expansions down there, talking about selling the team. Like, that's going to be an unbelievable role, I guess, to come in and take over because the Jack jumpers, was there flying at the, the ant, whatever it's called down there, the nest. The nest? <laughs> the nest? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't get that right. The nest. The nest. It, it's an incredible place to play. And that would be such an exciting role to come in. Now, there'd be some pressure because the team have performed in the last two years. You're going to come in and bring some heat, but that role i think would be an exceptional, and exciting job for someone to come in and take over
0: certainly be uh good for whoever comes in next to sign milton doyle that'll make a lot of tasmanian basketball fans happy hey let's finish with the mitch mccarran situation which we discussed yesterday on the show adelaide for those catching up there has been some rumors there's no question about that there have been rumors around that adelaide were potentially looking for a way to move mitch mccarran out or if there was a way to come up with some sort of mutual arrangement They've been really strong, the thirty sixers, in denying that. Now, absolutely happy to take that at face value. Certainly not questioning that. What I want to ask you, though, from a player's perspective, Gibbo, is if you are Mitch McCarron and you read the reports, you hear the rumours, you'd have people texting you and asking you, "Hey, man, what's going on with you and the thirty sixers?" Whether the rumours are true or not, how do you fix that? Like, is the jam out of the donut now,
1: or can it be re- be repaired? Oh, look, it's a tough one, and, and rumours usually comes from somewhere. So someone's someone started something, and usually it comes from inside. So if that is the case, it's obviously disappointing for Mitch, and he's a phenomenal player. He'll get a job no matter where he goes. But it is tough if you think or know that the club aren't one hundred percent behind you. They don't hundred percent one hundred percent want you. It's, you're you're always going to doubt having the back of your mind when you make a mistake. If you have a bad game. You know if something goes wrong, you, you look over and to the pile up hierarchy you're talking, you're like, are they talking about me? Yeah. Like subconscious just takes over and it can be a tough situation. So I hope that's not the case. I hope it's it is rumor and someone's just talking rubbish and just making a news story. But if it is true, that is it is hard as a player to to kind of let that go and just focus it and not think that you're not what one hundred percent wanted there by your club. We shall wait and see. Free agency
0: starting very, very soon. And I think, Gibbo, with some of the names that are on the table that are unsigned and and certainly some of the scuttlebutt that's flying around the league
1: in terms of movement, this could be the wildest free agency period I think we'll ever see. Well, I think it will be because these big names, Pindar, McDowell, White, some of the best players on the best teams, they're going to be moving. They're either going to go overseas, they're going to get more money somewhere else. It's it's going to be a real shake up. It's going to be one of the most exciting free agency periods. I can't wait to see. And if you throw Mitch McCarron in the hat as well, it's going to be wild. So I look for. I can't wait for the finals to be done so free agency can start. It's going to be absolutely
0: nuts, Gibbo. Thank you very much. Always love your thoughts. Who wins tonight and who wins on Sunday?
1: Oh, geez, that's rough. I am kind <laughs> of lean to the Kings, but the Breakers. I think the Breakers might come out and. And get game three away like these two teams have done. So give me the breakers in with about a five-point win. It's going to be fascinating. Seven thirty tonight on ESPN.
0: We'll be there at Kudos Bank Arena. Going to be a massive night. Gibbo, thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of the series. Good luck tonight, mate. Stay safe. We will be back on Monday with Pete the on NBL Today, plus a special Saturday edition. We break down everything with game three. Stay tuned for that tomorrow morning as well.